down, good lord. Baby got them open all over town. Strictly bitch, she don't play around. Cover much grounds, got game by the town. Getting paid is a forte. Each and every day, true play away. Hey. Get her out of my mind. Wow, wow. Think about the girl all the time. Welcome, welcome, guys. We're back. Amigos. Happy Memorial Day, Memorial right? Memorial Day, yes. Thank you to all you wonderful veterans. Wait, Memorial Day, that's what we celebrate. Yeah, or is that Veterans Day? Just okay. know everyone that you know, did the ultimate sacrifice kind of thing. And you know, I have a dad that was in Air Force, so shout out. Other mm-hmm. than that, you know, I have some friends, I guess, or people I heard of, I guess. But other than that, you yeah. know, that's about it for me for memorials. But we yeah. don't we don't know too many of them. Yeah, my big shout out. To, oh, sorry, go that's ahead. about it. And my family, I think. My grandpa also served in a cool little fun fact. I was going to wait for the pod. It is, is the he, pod. I know. Here we are. Oh, okay, gotcha. I didn't tell you guys previously. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He uh, stormed the beaches of Normandy on oh, D-Day. Wow. Oh, my fault. <clears throat> and the cool thing is he was the only person to survive in his entire battalion. That's Which is crazy. Because if he didn't, then you wouldn't be here. Yeah. And you've seen on like Saving Private Ryan where they stormed the beaches of Normandy and they all just get smoked. Like, that's where he was at, you know? Only guy to survive on his whole battalion. <laughs> Crazy thing is, he died falling off a ladder. No way. You know? When he was older, of course. But, yeah. So, I was like, damn. I you don't survived. want to laugh at that. No, I know. It wasn't it's a little comment comedy, but it was just like, man, you survived this, and yet you fell off a ladder and died. So, anyway, shout out and thanks <laughs> okay. to everybody. Yeah, Shit. thank you very much. Had yeah. a rough start, dude. No, yeah, rough start, rough start. Darn it. <laughs> God damn. I mean, it was uh, cool and all, but the Normandy thing, but then you kind of put a weird damper on it. <laughs> My sister was telling me today, and I was like, oh, that is interesting. I didn't know that, <laughs> you know? Learned that today. Yeah, on the I did. Day. Well, at least how he died, but I knew he was the only one that survived in his battalion. I just kind of, well, I didn't really do anything for uh necessarily the weekend um i worked on friday i worked today got paid you know double time so shout out for that cool. but um no really didn't do too much you know i hung out with uh brandon and dylan my homies uh on friday mm-hmm. saturday didn't do a damn thing and then today just i worked and kicked it and yeah didn't yeah. really do whole much travis had a hell of a weekend though oh yeah, yeah. I spent the last five days in Idlewild up in Five the, days? I thought yeah. it was just like the weekend. No, we, were, we went up there on Thursday, and we got back this morning early, early, early. Dude, lit. I didn't know yeah. that. I mean, we were originally supposed to... Is that five? Yeah. Yeah, we were originally supposed to be there two days, and yeah. they're like, F it. Let's extend it. We have nothing yeah. to do. You know? Right. <laughs> dude, hell yeah, dude. Those, <laughs> that makes on. for like the better vacation yeah. when you just say F it. Like, let's yeah. just... That's I'm dope. having too much fun. I'm enjoying yeah. myself yeah. too much. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, me and Olivia took her kids up there, and we... uh hung out we did a lot of hiking we went through the creeks and rivers and then i built where'd them. you go ida wild it's right Idle outside wild. palm springs up in the mountains that reminds me of the isn't there like a movie called ida wild i think there uh, is andre 3000 i don't know side anyways were the <laughs> hikes good like over there the like, hikes were fun we were like scaling up mountains like not crazy but like like it was neat the views were beautiful the creeks being were fun. outside i'm sure yeah we were outside and it was crazy because riverside county nobody was wearing a mask we were going yeah. through the stores, no requirements. Crazy. It felt like real life. We sat down at a restaurant. It yeah. felt like real life again. It was kind of nice. That is nice. You know yeah. what I mean? I did a picnic on Sunday. And same thing. That was in San Diego. So like Liberty Station is where we went. And it was me, Gabby, and then like her friend and her boyfriend. Um, but yeah, that was dope too. Same thing. Like nobody had a mask on. Granted, it was outside and we're in a park and things like that. But it was very packed. I was I was surprised. You know, people were hooping. There was like an outdoor um, 
little little court. I brought my basketball too. I tried running some threes with some oh, people. Did you? That's yeah. kind of dope. I know. Did you get dope. some? Yeah, I'm of jealous course. of that. Oh, but dude, they were little, they were little kids. So, you know? oh. I would have still smoked them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the Will Chamberlain. No, no, no. I didn't say I didn't. I was going my I was going my hardest. My hardest wasn't very good. Though. That's pretty sick though that you yeah. thought to do that. Honestly, yeah. I saw, no, well, I saw it. And I'm like, I got a ball on my back. I got my Kyrie. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you have your shoes? I did. And the unfortunate thing is, I didn't want to wear my Kyrie's outside, but I was wearing like these. Oh, dude, shoes. I would have done. But who it. cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dying to play basketball. I have yeah. some Kobe's that I don't wear outside, but I do it anyway. Yeah, so I did that and. uh Today I went swimming at my dad's house. He barbecued, made steaks and burgers and hamburg and uh, hamburgers, and I said burgers and hamburgers, hot dogs. I mean, <laughs> and that was good with the nieces and nephews. And yeah, just chilled. It's a good time. That's dope. Um, just another side note: Travis added another plus one to the family, dude. He got another. Oh, Uh-oh. got a new cat. They got a little kitty. Her name is, is Bo. the cutest thing in the world, bro. She's got a little spot on her side. It's like a big, distinct spot. I think it's the most adorable thing. Fern's holding her up right now. I wish you guys could see her. She's adorable. I love cats. I mean, everyone loves dogs. Yeah. And I swear, I like, I, love cats I swear cats get not enough recognition. I love Look cats. At her, I've yeah. always had a cat, like, in my, yeah. in my house and everything. And I genuinely enjoy cats. But it, it goes back it. to society being so polarizing. Like, they make you pick one or the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck that, bro. Sorry I, I like both. Like, yeah, yeah I sorry I enjoy both. And I got a girl, Jackie, and a girl, Bo, my little oh, golden boy. retriever. But you could get a oh, bad are, cat yeah. that like taints your opinion on cats too. You know what you I mean? You can get like, a dog that's a piece of shit for too. For sure, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally don't hear it. Bro. I have 3 that are really bad, so I definitely no, get that. Like But you get my point. Like no, you get no. a dog where it's just like he may be mean yeah. or like he just yelps at everything and super skittish cuz I remember one of the first dogs like my parents had like a Pomeranian that they wanted to breed and so they bought another Pomeranian to mm. breed it. And they're like, oh, Aaron, this is yours now. I'm like, oh, thanks. I would have picked out a Pomeranian. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking way. And you're so, welcome, dude. And it was the most skittish little bastard in the world. <laughs> and I know this is sound really, really cruel, and I hate to say it, but it ran away, and I was kind of stoked. <laughs> you're like, perfect. I was That's like, hilarious. okay, thank God I don't take care of it. But it's, I know so I sound funny. like an asshole for that. But Oh, God. See, that, <laughs> that's the thing, though. I, I, I just feel like. Cats like are great. I love dogs to death, but I think there's nothing in the world cuter than a kitten. Like, yeah, a little kitten. No, like, she's real she's cute. Right adorable. Now. Oh my gosh! Like, ho- and she's gonna keep your uh, Jackie company, dude. That's yeah, even Jack- Jackie. Like she thinks that she's the mom. Like she thinks that that's her kitten. Like she's always licking it, and like whenever she runs around the oh, corner, they already. Oh, dude, she like awesome. she like gets scared, like she's gonna get in trouble, so she runs around and watches her. Like I think she thinks that it's her like her pet, like you her daughter. That's awesome. It's, they're getting along great. And she's not scared of Jackie, so it's like it's like a nice little squad we got here. Yeah. Well, that's it for memorials. I mean, we did our own thing. You know, everyone did their... Well, I think Travis had the number one out of all of us. Yeah. Spending so much time with his girl and everything. That's dope as yeah, fuck. I had a great time. Um, yeah, bro. What I really want to talk about about this podcast is the main one. I talked to these guys that I wanted to mention because I mentioned it last week, kind of. Was fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want to really get back into fantasy football. We, we in ourselves, our draft, our 16-man draft. I remember talking to Sammy, who's been our commissioner the last few uh, 10 years. Yeah, you 10, you mean. Yeah, and uh, him and Dom did a wonderful job last year, I thought. So kudos to Dom and Sammy. I thought you guys did a great job being our commissioner. 
um, you know, setting up the draft. Really, Jr. was a big part about yeah. setting up the draft last Remember year. Remember, we Harry did the- got our room and everything for Vegas last year. So everyone played Shout a great out. and part Harry's with us today too. With all of that, even Billy, like you know, kind of helped us set up some of the things that oh, we were yeah. doing. Like, and he didn't even go. Even Jr. did a lot. Too. No, that's what Jr. did the yeah. most, bro. Jr. Yeah. Jr. truly did the most. And he then got it us that spot or, at uh, the, the no last club. bullshit. That oh okay at the club. Yeah, okay, no, but that was also Billy. So. Shout out oh, okay. Billy, shout out Dom, shout out JR, Harry, and Sammy that really put out a lot of effort e- into all that. the effort into it. We kind of just reaped the benefits. Yeah, so I know. Shout out That's to them. Um, this year it's kind of hard because I've talked to our commission, I'm talking to Sammy um, about where we're going to hold our draft and how we're going to do it. I remember last year we even had a couple people have to uh, you know zoom in or not zoom, but rather Skype like, in. Yeah. Um, and who was that? It was uh. It was like I think JC right. JC or didn't no? go. JC had to do it. Yeah, JC had to do it. Uh, uh, what's his name? Harry uh, and Braden and, and Harry then, uh, barely woke up. Oh, uh, Braden had to do it too. I forgot. <laughs> he yeah, was slept. Uh, Jordan, the winner of the league. <laughs> no, no, Jordan didn't. And then Jordan uh, was there. No, no, Jordan. No, no he Jordan wasn't there. had to come in too. Jordan and Rudy weren't there. Yeah, no, Jordan Rudy. Rudy Rudy's the one who went. It. Shout out Rudy, my Titans fan. He, he won it. He oh, won yeah. it. Oh yeah. And uh, he wasn't there either. But we did, mm. Miles was in our league this last year. Um, you know, we're debating on if he's in it or we don't know really who's in it yet this again uh or if we're doing 16 again maybe we do we chalk it down to 14 we don't know but um i'd like miles to be back in for sure you know no miles did a great job too and he was yeah. you know he went party with us and uh everyone was really attentive we had fewer trades last year i felt in our league yeah but it's in a 16 man it's kind of hard you know what i mean even jobert and myself kind of got you know screwed a little bit even after the initial couple of rounds because we found out later that people got hurt you know yeah. and he drafted andrew luck and then and the he next retired. day he retired so like that there was sucks. a lot of uh oh, man. a lot of things like big ben got hurt for me ab was, was out so for this fun. season for me yeah saquon so, like, got hurt like no, week two missed like half the season he was I my think, number one overall pick i think we drafted in the morning and then like we oh, went to a day club to, or no, something we got up. hammered woke up at like 5 p.m and then andrew luck retired and we're like what does that do how our draft work is beyond wild. me yeah we went we got to vegas at like two four five six o'clock when everyone yeah. rolled in yeah and then we went out to a nightclub got absolutely plastered yeah oh. came back at like 1 2 a.m after me and, harry, me and harry almost got in a fist fight like all kinds of things were going on in this one night john murphy was peeing on the club and almost got arrested there's all kinds of things going oh. on and then, like, we had girls over, and the next thing you know, it's 5 a.m. Our draft's at 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. What are we thinking? Like, I remember I didn't sleep, and then, like, people got, like, one, two, three hours of sleep. You guys left kind of yeah, early. Yeah, we left early. Mm-hmm. And you guys were smart, and you guys still drafted shitty. <laughs> really? But I'm just fucking with you. No. But anyways, like, that was a not a bad setup, but it was rough. Because I remember in the morning, I was like, I don't even want to be awake or here was, right now. It was a... Waking up Harry and J Murph was a chore. I remember, I remember my, they were like, get this. I remember waking up Miles was a chore, and Miles, oh, yeah, yeah, Miles too. And he couldn't get online. I remember everyone's like, make sure you can get online and draft. <laughs> he was and Miles salty. was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then Miles like waited to like last minute, of course. And he literally got his first like three picks auto draft. And they salty. were good picks, but he got like <laughs> they he were got better like, than he would have. Yeah, been. he got like Julio right. D Henry and yeah. like. You're oh, welcome. So he's not even mad. But anyways, with this uh, fantasy season that's coming up. I wanted to talk about uh, just the top running backs, which is probably the most important team, uh, you know, uh, position in a way. Yeah, um, I know it's definitely PF- is even with PFF, even with PFF, meaning mean, that okay, go ahead. oh PPR, I'm so yeah, sorry, PPR. even with PPR, which is points per reception, mm-hmm. running backs still hold the crown. Just because, like, there's you know, like. Y- 
there's only so many that are not sharing the rock exactly. with another guy, you know. So like running backs is definitely the most important. Definitely agree with that. Like yeah, it's one of those things where like how often is there your goal line back, your workhorse for mm-hmm. your yardage, and your receiving back? Yeah, right? like all be the same guy. Yeah, Almost never, hardly ever. And that's why nowadays, like yeah, it's crazy. But you know, which being said, with like last last week, if people listen to the pod, uh, what the second best statistical PPR season was held by McCaffrey mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year. That was 2019. Had the second best season ever, and he had some crazy number like 441 yeah. points. And number and he, one was LT, and he's another receiving goal line workload guy. Workload guy. So there's goal so line, few, mostly. exactly. And there's, even like McCaffrey yeah. had something crazy like 14 or 15 goal line touchdowns or touchdowns, period, rushing touchdowns, wow. not including his receiving touchdowns. And this guy had... I think he had over a hundred receiving catches for. He might wrong. I'm, I'm sure he was their entire offense, yeah, and, that, and I don't like that. Dude Honestly, was, not regarding fantasy. Like, it's not like he was leading him to the playoffs. They're doing that. Like, I just, I don't. You, you can't gas out your running backs, and he's a smaller guy. I just, it's unfortunate, I hate, but it, like you're right. The way they've been using the amount of usage, that dude's gonna be got, done in like a couple years, and it's unfortunate because like because he reminds a lot of people. I'm sure of a Darren Sproles type, but he's much more. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's much more, more he's than more a Darren Sproles, and we all understand that. But I'm just saying his usage has been astronomical compared to everyone else. For example, the person I think of is Derrick Henry. In his yeah. first year, we had uh, Demarco Murray, so we didn't even use him initially. And then even in his second year, we were trying to split the carries between him and Dion because we signed him. Yeah, and we saw that that wasn't really working. And so his third year, which was last year. Our fourth year, rather, uh-huh. we're like, yeah, we're gonna run this guy. This guy's the shit, and what he do, he went off. Yeah. But that so, was like more like back end of the year slash playoffs too. You you're know? right. It but wasn't what's even the f- most important though, the back end. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, oh, it, it, it was almost a good thing that Mariota did so bad because like they're playing from behind a lot, and that way by the time we put Tan- or you guys put Tannehill in, defenses were you know starting to get worn a little bit later in the season, so they didn't have to play from behind like they did the first handful of weeks. They started what two and six and ended like nine and seven. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it was because they Derrick Henry was fresh as hell. Because you know, it kind of blows my mind that you guys literally called me out on this take literally three weeks in a row, and I still think about it. I feel like I did. You most. guys both said, "Like, listen, oh. you guys need to make the switch." From, yeah, from uh, from Mariota to Tannehill, and I was always adamant saying, "Nah, nah, big nah," because I'm such big on Mariota. And yeah. then immediately, right when they made the switch, it was night and day difference in terms of offense. We literally had an historic offense after we made that switch. And Daniel, I can literally hear it ringing in my head. Daniel's like, "What's the one thing that changed? Quarterback. That's it. Nothing else changed." And literally, look at your season. So that's like, ugh. Blows my mind. Shout out Daniel for making that take. Daniel had a lot of really good takes last season mm-hmm. in terms of fantasy, too. So with that being said, Daniel, like we're looking at the top 10. We have this board that's posted up. Yeah, what man. are your thoughts? Go ahead and list off the top 10 and let me hear your thoughts. I'll list off the top 10. All right. So number one, clearly. Right, go start at 10. Start at 10. That's how you do list, man. You right. You right. Yeah, that's Come on, true, man. huh? You want to build the hype a little there bit. There you go. Number 10, Aaron Jones. Petey Jones running back. The running back. <laughs> 1,000. <laughs> 2,000. Dude, I'm thinking at least 1,000. Aaron Jones of Green Bay. You know, not big. fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Zero fun. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Green Bay running back, big dude, um, versatile uh, somewhat, a little bit, but more of a workhorse guy, so he's number 10. Then you got Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, had a great breakout rookie season last year. Um, I don't remember what his stats look like. But he was, really- uh, yeah, he was in the running for a rookie of the year. He was uh, graded as PFS uh, most elusive back, mm. so most That's mi- good missed tackles. I liked him. Um, I, I think he... 
There's the the top three. I know this is off stage, but like the rookie of the year went to Kyle Murray. Yeah, and I hated that because I swear all of his stats and yards came in garbage time, and they had a five bit. and eleven record. Why they gave it to him? It's only because of quarterback. It should have been either Josh. It should have been between Josh Jacobs and, in my opinion, AJ Brown of the Tennessee Titans mm. because they both you. put up very historic rookie seasons. Not saying that uh, Kyle Murray didn't necessarily, because I, I guess he did. But yeah. in a way, it was like it was garbage time, though. And both, like, you know, the Raiders weren't necessarily a playoff team, but, you know, Josh Jacobs made him relevant. Yeah. And with, uh, you know, with A.J. Brown, we didn't even have a great receiver, and he really cemented himself as the number one in his rookie season. It's Yeah, it's so hard. Like, there's a lot of guys that get garbage time, you know, stats nowadays. Oh, yeah. And that sucks. And, and also just... Dak the, Prescott. The, yeah, Dak a little bit, to be Jameis. honest. Yeah. Jameis, and, yeah, exactly. Jameis. But a lot of guys, and, and, you know, it's just the league we live in today. You know, you can't really put your hands on a receiver anymore. And they make it so favorable for the offensive side. But anyway, so number eight, we got Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, big dude. He was uh, second last year in yards, so that's kind of low for him. But yeah, I get it. It is kind of low, but is he splitting time with somebody or uh, no? Yeah, he's yes, splitting time with uh, what? Fucking yeah, uh, guy, guy from, from KC. KC that went yeah. over there. What's uh, his name? Not Kareem Hunt. Kareem, Kareem Hunt. That's why. Kareem so that's Hunt. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gnarly. <clears throat> what a good Tatum. That is nice, dude. I like that. Then you got this. This one for me is a tad high. They got Joe Mixon at number seven. That is a bit high. Just because of the lack of offensive line. And then, I mean, hopefully Joe Burrow can help him out a little bit. That's I don't know. the only reason <clears throat> I can think of. Is exactly. Like because you have actually a threat with Joe Burrow. You got uh, A.J. Green who back. Was, who was Cincinnati's first pick in the second round? It was a lineman, wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, I hope it to God because, it was because they you, were miserable. I was going to do a little bit of a take on this. I don't think that's a bad. It might be a little low in my opinion because Joe Mixon is a phenomenal back. He did great. He is. And he, I think you're, no, you're kind of underestimating because what Joe Mixon was actually phenomenal, elusive-wise, and yeah. he played a great part in their passing game. So, But I think with Joe Burrow and A.J. Green, he's not going to not only get more carries, he's going to get more carries on the goal line because they're going to actually be on the goal line. And on top of that, uh, Cincinnati drafted a left tackle with their first pick last year, and he got hurt in camp. So you're almost getting another first-round draft pick at offensive line. There's a couple players that did that yeah. like last year. That the uh, New England drafted. had a guy do that. They're, the Titans did yeah. something like that. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I don't think that's a horrible thing, mm. him, Joe, at number six. He rushed, for, he high, rushed for 11.37 last year. How many touches? And that's nothing, to, that's nothing to sneak over. That's, if you get no, over 1,000, bro. That's quality. And he had... Really? That seems low. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. It says that he had three touchdowns, but that can't be correct. Dude, that I might think... be correct, bro. The Bengals were trash. Yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> three Bengals touchdowns, bro. That's what's tough. That's why I said the That's goal rough. line is going to be more important. And for him to get almost 1,200 and only three touchdowns, he is easily going to double that mark, if not triple it. I mean, as far as the touchdowns go, yes. yeah, I hope okay. so. And, okay, yeah. but, no, no, but no, no. that's what I'm saying. That'd if be you a double good or triple mm-hmm. three touchdowns, that's you do great... nine touchdowns plus another twelve hundred. Oh, like yeah. that's a good. Yeah, that's at least seven. Keep going. Keep going. Number six, we got Alvin Kamara. I think that we all can agree on that. You know, great receiving back. He's the hey, only he's guy there. there. No, Mark Ingram's not there. Of course, he's. They over got at Latavius Baltimore. Murray, didn't they? They got Latavius a little bit, but Latavius is kind of just super complimentary, in my opinion. Yeah. So Alvin will do the most, hundred percent. I, I like him being six. Yeah, healthy Drew too. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna get the ball. Then they got five, Dalvin Cook. You know, Dalvin Cook is somebody that He is, led the league last year in rushing, didn't he? No, he didn't. Derrick Henry. Was it, oh, that's Derrick. Derrick. But uh, Dalvin Cook has always been extraordinary as long as he can stay healthy. That's kind of his little MO a little bit. He can't. He gets hurt sometimes. In but, my opinion, they're going to rely on him more, too, because they lost Stephon Diggs. Mm. And that's why I think uh, getting, you know, a wide receiver, if you're going to get a wide receiver late, but like kind of like 
not stretching in a way, I'd go get Minnesota's, uh, excuse me, Minnesota's running, or wide receiver, Jesus, who am I thinking of, the white dude? Uh, Adam, Adam Thielen. Thielen. <clears throat> Adam Thielen, he's going to be a number one, and he's going to get most of Kirk's fucking uh, targets. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like so, some slants and just Just quick. a little FYI. For sure. No, Thielen's going to be nice. Number four, Aaron's boy. He probably is not stoked on this, but we got D. Henry at number four. You know, led the... Led the uh, NFL in, in rushing yards, right? Yeah, he had 15.36 last year, yards. He led the NFL. And um, in the playoffs, this dude, like, every team game plan for him, including the Patriots, and they had absolutely zero answer. And to say, like, I was so impressed by Derrick Henry in the playoffs. Everybody was, of course. I mean, look, the, the Patriots' defense was, like, the sickest defense that I can remember in a long time. And he just bodied them. You know, that was very impressive. Taking on dudes, you know, people, two, three people trying to tackle him, and he's just running through them. So, I mean, that could be a little low in my opinion, too. So this is the thing, like, my take on Derek, and I want Travis's thought on this, is, yeah, he had, like, one most historic playoff runs. I understand that. Oh, my God. And, like, but the week right before it, he rushed for, like, 18 or uh, 180 yards against the Texans to win it. Yeah. And that's when he won the title. He was It was the fourth quarter with, like, three minutes left, and he was down by, like, 60 yards to um, Cleveland's boy. Nick Chubb. He was down, and if he didn't, and then he broke off, like, a, a 63-yarder, and he took the lead in terms of rushing title. So he won the rushing title on one thing. So, like, credit Nick Chubb, because Nick Chubb almost had that in the bag. But after that, Derrick Henry went off. And, like, we saw what Derrick Henry do, can do, and it's, it is sustainable. That's what everyone's question is, question is, is, like, is it sustainable? Yes, it is. It's because we have the threats. We yeah. have the same offensive coordinator coming back. We have the same quarterback coming back. The biggest loss that we did was our right tackle. We lost Conklin, who was an all-pro right tackle, but he also dealt with injuries. So we re-signed Dennis Kelly, who filled in for him, who did a wonderful job. Mm. We also drafted a right tackle in the first round. Yeah. So I don't see any reason that he doesn't. He is projected by you know betting odds in <clears throat> Vegas that to win the rushing title again. Another big thing with Derrick Henry, he had 16 rushing touchdowns last year, the most in the NFL as That's well. Great. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a guy who's also going to score and be on the goal line, it's obviously going to be the 6'4 dude that's 250 pounds. So he is a very great pick in the top five. If you don't pick him number one, number three, or everything, I think four is reasonable. Even as a Titans fan, I think four is reasonable. I, I, I don't hate that at all. I mean, if you were to tell me Derrick Henry would lead the league in rushing and lead the league in rushing touchdowns this year, am I going to be like, shocked? No. Obviously. Like, he's one of the best players in the league, especially that position. If I look at that top 10, I'm like, I think he is. Like, I feel pretty safe about that. This is where I'm at with it. For some reason, I feel like at the running back position, it's almost like always different it's like a rotating thing you know like i feel like this always happens a guy sometimes as a reason i feel like it happens a lot sometimes though. like a guy will crap off and the next year someone else will crap off and then it'll just kind of always Until be somebody you different get, like the barry sanders types yeah. you know what i mean where they win but nine straight rushing titles yeah. you know what i mean that's where i'm at where you say it's rotating when sometimes it's really not but i think like, that's where the, point, more, like recency yeah, yeah that's recent where absolutely that's yeah. where i'm at like absolutely. the last like 10 years like dalvin cook led it three years ago and then zeke and then uh saquon and then mccaffrey and then henry like i feel like it's always different i would like so, to see somebody just continuously go off just be like the it guy was in the 90s yeah the early, you know like, like lt how, like led the league in rushing I think like four I, straight years and like all bias aside i think yeah. derrick henry has that best chance of me doing too, it this kind of me too of like, repeating just because he's large and you know there's no answer for just being big and he's also fast and like yeah i i think he i think he can be the workhorse type you know and there's nobody who's the second running back we just drafted a guy in the third round you know yeah. I mean? i forgot his name 
Okay. Don't judge me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but I feel you. Like, so he's just there. He's going to be the workhorse again. Like, they, they know that and they're leaning on it. Number tres, we got Zeke from the Cowboys, of course. I think that's a quality pick, of that's course. A safe, that's a, one of the safer picks. It's very safe. He's, you know, he's not going to do horrible, but, you know, odds of him being the best. He had a very off season to me, and it was like, like marginal after getting But, like, out. you know what everyone was credited to, and I agree, was. What he did in the offseason, you know, he held out. He wasn't at camp. He was in Cabo and stuff. All this different shit and, like, so much media uh, media around him. I'm not saying the media had any reason why he would have done bad, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like he came in not as polished as we were hoping or everyone on the Cowboys was hoping. Mm -hmm. This year, I think he he is. And I think he absolutely has a, a great year. Um, I know they lost a couple of their linemen, right? Yeah, they lost Travis Frederick, retired at the 29. Best, the one best of the center, best, the cent- best, center, the best center ever in NFL history. He's fantastic. And so that's obviously like you can't replace someone like that. I don't give a shit. You know, center is like yeah. a top five most important position in my in my opinion. Yeah, on the offensive line, it's left tackle. He's center. the quarterback of the offensive line. He's like, the one who calls it you know all what out. I mean? He's like, the snapper. He's yeah. the middle linebacker of your offensive line. Like that's the most important. So like losing him is like it's we'll see in a way. Mm-hmm. But, like, Zeke is such a talent. They use him a lot in the uh, passing game, too. It's a very safe pick. Yeah, but, they, yeah, they still got uh, the left tackle, uh, Jones. The yeah, Byron. Byron. No, 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 that's the tight end uh, or the corner. That's the corner that oh, went to Miami. Uh, uh, the, the guy that went to USC got drafted. He was, like, 19. He's, it's not Jones, is it? I don't remember. Davis might be his last no, name? No, it's a very common last name. Tyrell. He's number 77. Tyrell something, right? Tyrell Wayne. I got nothing. No, for that's you guys. the I'm receiver. So for, all, all right, right well then, then they got you know Zach Martin, the best guard. You got yeah. Lyle Collins at right tackle. They still have they a good a, offensive a line. Great yeah. offensive line. And um, number dose, we yeah. got Saquon, and then number one, we got McCaffrey. Okay, I'm not gonna let you guys talk. Yeah, your keep, talk. You on, keep you on edge. Saquon. Um, I feel like Saquon at two is high for me, mm-hmm. and I I hope you guys disagree or agree. I don't, we'll see. But like the reason why I don't like him so high is because he was so focused in terms of defensive presence. They're yeah. like, they're literally, I there was having a spy on him mm-hmm. and then just like, dude, just prevent him and then we'll deal with the rest. Yeah, Cause they exactly. really truly don't have too many other threats. They had a rookie quarterback and Daniel Andy, Jones yeah. Dimes. and like, you know, they lost OBJ. So it was just like, dude, Golden who's Tate your really half the year. Yeah. So it's like, who's your real other threats other than this guy. And so they, they, they literally made him look bad. A lot of the times, there's a there's like six games in this year that he had under fifty yards. Uh, yeah, do you understand that? Mm-hmm. No, I feel. I don't it. care how good you are. You know what I mean? Like that's why that's why I think Barry Sanders is so good. I know this is random. No, super valid because he's a horrible team. But you know yeah. he he's the leader in NFL history in yards lost. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Fuck because he has to, no offensive line, yeah, so he's constantly trying to, trying to make something happen. But that's he was so just, him, though. he no. was so elusive and like you Barry know. Sanders. My favorite story. I, this is a I random mean, side of, note. May, potentially, maybe me. Nine too, years in the NFL, nine thousand yard seasons. Random, okay. random, random, random. When I was in third grade, I had to do a, a an autobiography on a player, and I've never done. I'm in third grade, right? The first time I've ever done it. And I remember going to the library and went to the sports section immediately, looked up players, and I saw that this guy was a running back, and I was like, yeah, this guy looks dope. And it was Barry Sanders. And I did a whole report on him. Ever since then, I was like, Barry Sanders is the greatest running back that ever lived. The next best is LT. In my opinion, that's just mine. But keep I think going. a lot of guys say Walter too. You know, I get but, it. But but I, you know, again, just my opinion. Just so, yeah, of course. And he was the next closest thing to Barry LT. It was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just elusive as I well. feel you on the whole Saquon thing, but I do think Saquon Barkley, as a pure physical specimen and talent is the most ideal running back in the world. Like he's powerful. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. It's just a situation. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I completely but they got um who's the 
Oh, who's the offensive tackle out of Georgia that they got? Thomas with the fourth pick. Yeah, Thomas. Last name. What's his first name? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Andrew Thomas. They got him at left tackle. Oh, they got was um, Andrew Thomas. Yeah, they got a couple of receivers later in the round. Danny Dimes got another year. Saquon missed a lot of time because of injury. I mean, his rookie year, he was the only talent on the team, too, realistically. I mean, it's not like Odell did anything good, and he still kind of had 1,600 yards. I just think that he, as a physical specimen, is like in, incredibly insane. Like, and they use him a lot in the passing game. Yeah, so, yeah. like, in terms of fantasy, he's, gonna be like he's the a feature great back. pick. He's yes. a feature back that yes. we talk about. But, like, if I had, like, if you're like, all right, here's the best O line, you know. And like pick your running back behind him. I would pick Saquon as number one. If you have the worst, if you have me, but if you have the worst bro, line, I'd pick Saquon too. I'm me a Titan, too. Me I'm too. a Titans I'm fan, just saying, and yeah, I would pick exactly. Saquon. I, yeah. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. I love Derrick Henry. If you're talking about like true number one, I'm using him everywhere. I'd pick yeah. Saquon as well. But here's See, the that, thing: if, if if I had the best offensive line, I might pick Derrick Henry. That dude's mm-hmm. gonna get four easy yards and just destroy True. your defense. That just would wear be so you down. Awful. I would be so, so I, I'm mad. not. I th- Derrick Henry's uh, like it's funny because not the the common football fan doesn't love him like we do mm-hmm. because like they see just a big guy, burling guy, and you're just like, oh, like a lot of people always pick him over like what's the Jacobs from the Josh Giants? Jacobs, yeah. You know what I mean? Remember no, not Josh Jacobs. No, that's, uh, uh, shoot, Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs yeah, from the Giants. He's like, My oh, fault. I'm a big dude. No, Derrick Henry is different. He, he got hurt. I'm Derrick Henry is different. Derrick yeah. Henry is a better version of him times 10. Josh Jacobs, or Jer- Brandon Josh Jacobs stood up straight. He yeah, wasn't stood fast. up straight. And yeah, he wasn't fast exactly. Derrick Henry's lateral movement is yeah. unreal. Yeah. It's like, it's literally up par to Saquon and Alvin Kamara's. Mm. And you guys are like, no, those are the most elusive backs. Listen, no, Derrick Henry I, is up there with them. He is crazy, bro. His stats, like you, you see him break off some big runs, and you're like, wow. Like, there's no me, way he should have done that. You right? know, Brandon Jacobs was a six four dude, and like Travis said, ran up straight. But Derrick Henry, six three, like two fifty five, I want to say, right, or something wild like that. And dude has elusiveness, which is crazy, and runs very quickly. Like, yeah, he he's up there too. There's a lot of good running backs out there for Definitely. sure. So with that being said, who? Is not on the list. Like, who are the sleepers? Hold on, we didn't even oh. go over McCaffrey, bro. Oh, my fault. So yeah. McCaffrey had the best statistical season of a running back other than LT last year, and it's because he had over a thousand yards rushing. He had thirteen hundred, or no, thirteen hundred yards rushing, over a thousand yards receiving. Mm-hmm. I'm unsure if he had over a hundred catches. Do you know that off the top of your head? I don't know off the top of my head. But he had I, something he had close to it. I yeah. think he might have, dude. Yeah, like, somewhere, and that's yeah. what it is. Like because he had so much in the PFF. McCaffrey is easily the safest number one overall pick. If you have the number one overall pick, do not overthink it. Don't think that you're smart. Don't think that you're going to be like, oh, I'm, I know something no one else does. Go get McCaffrey. That dude will win you games. As long as he doesn't get hurt, that dude is going to put an average of 25 to 35. No, McCaffrey had 116 catches last year. 116. And the year before that, he had 107. So he has two straight years of over 100. So he's catches. averaging 109 yard, 109 catches a season as a running back. But no, he's been in the league three years. He has 300 catches. Literally 100 receptions a year. He's literally like leading re- like yeah. wide receiver stats at that point. Yeah. So like he's the person that you should get. If you have the number one, don't overthink it. Don't think that you're being smart. Go get McCaffrey and have that guy just be your guy because he's that good. No, yeah, he's going to get all the catches. He's going to get all the goal line handoffs. He's going to be the offense for the next two to three years for sure. So I don't hate that at all. And then uh, the Saints quarterback that went over there. 
uh teddy teddy's like mr checkdown bro that's yeah. gonna be so nice with him too like that's perfect i think teddy i think teddy does well over there i think, I so think he'll do well i like matt rule i like matt rule the coach they got yeah i like teddy i like the receivers they I can like, run a little a little little option you know they're gonna do a lot of things they're gonna hit him with the check down were you talking about, were, were you talking about greg great. olson the guy that got signed by the seahawks no, but Greg Olson got he went to the Seahawks. That's okay, all right. is that, that is a good one. But I don't. I they got him it. at like set like way down there. I saw oh, yeah. on the list on the TN tight ends list. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay, so McCaffrey's gonna be you know solidified number one. We're all in agreement there. Yeah, just oh, yeah. for receptions alone, and then just yeah. receptions. Honestly, that's why. I mean, like he had yeah. thirteen hundred yards. This guy find it. Like I remember watching him uh, watch his highlights. This guy finds the end zone, bro. Yeah, like dude. you know, you know those people. Yeah, like you know, I'm like LT was a perfect yeah. example. Got a like, nose for it. They just got a nose for it, bro. Mm-hmm. Just like Sean Alexander, like people who just like, yeah, I got the That's end zone good. in mind, dude. Like Jim, uh, Priest Holmes comes okay, to mind. Uh-huh. A Priest Holmes, just like I'm gonna find the end. Keyshawn Johnson, sure. You know what I mean? Like I'm finding the end zone. So like mm-hmm. McCaffrey is like that, even at a small body as he is. Small, he, sta- he stays up. You know, he stays up too. Like you can you can try and tackle him, but for being a small dude, he'll stay up and he can k- keep on his hands and just keep on pushing forward. So that's what you want, you know. So Daniel, with that, with the top ten, who do you think should be out of it, and who do you think got left? I guess or who's in it that you should not be in the top ten and who got left out? Um, I think that I'm okay. I'm okay with all those guys being in the top ten, but I would probably move some dudes around, you know. Mm-hmm. Um So who's too high for you? I just I don't I think Joe Mixon is a little too high. And I know you guys totally disagree with that. I don't I know do why. Agree. I agree. You do? I do. Okay, cool. Because I just see his yards per carry last year, and it wasn't excellent. I think it was like three point, you know, mid threes. And I'm like, I'm not impressed with that. You know, the running game wasn't great. Who? I mean, I love Joe Burrow, so that could definitely give him a little boost and that little tandem that he may need. Um, but I think he's just a tad high. Other than that, I was gonna say that I wish D. Henry was up a little bit, but you guys all made good points for McCaffrey, Saquon, and Zeke too. Like maybe I would push D. Henry above Zeke. Um, that's probably it, and and maybe that's weird, but that's really it. You know, other than that, I like the list. What do you guys think? Not too controversial. I'm sorry. I'm kind of on the same boat as Daniel. I love the list. Um, I think D. <clears throat> D. Henry at four is pretty pretty uh, like okay with me. Um, you know, if I was gonna put anyone lower, I guess I would put Saquon at four, put Zeke at two, and put D Henry at three. Okay, and just because of like their team, just because of the team and the situation that they're in, that's that's really not because of like talent wise, just because mm. of the situation. And I want to add on that because like I feel you be- simply because there was a lot of games like you said Saquon had fifty yards, things like that, but I. Also feel like those 50-yard games and some other games where he did even better than that, it was evident that he just overperformed too. And I'm like, man, how did he how did he end up with 85 to 90 yards with that team? Like you saw it and he was just doing the most, you know? So I mean their team hasn't I think gotten with much. The Giants play call. It was so like I could have called it. I could have called the t- predictable. Like what yeah, it was yeah. so predictable. And like it put Daniel Jones and Saquon in such a bad Mm. Uh, position and it reminded me of old Titans offenses because I remember it'd be run, run, pass, run, run, pass, <laughs> or the Chargers. Maybe. You know what I mean? So it was just like I feel like it was just a little bit of play calling the way too. Okay, I feel that, Trev. Uh, honestly, I think who's not on there that you want? I got, t- I got two guys on there that I, I, I don't think are are as solid as they think. Yeah. Uh, the guy number one, Nick Chubb. 
You okay. guys forget Kareem, they got Kareem Hunt on the team. Yeah. Kareem Hunt missed ten games last year because of suspension. Yeah. So they're gonna be splitting carries on that spot. I think so too. And they got all these weapons, that being OBJ, they got Jarvis, and now they got an extra tight end to go mm-hmm. with Njoku who missed the entire season yeah. last year. So yeah. they have like forty weapons. Who they got? They got uh the Austin Hooper. They got right? Austin Hooper. Yeah. They have like the most That's abundance crazy. of weapons in the league. And I just I, I he's a great talent, incredible player, and their offensive line got a lot better, but I just don't love the situation. You know what I mean? And another guy who's so sits, you you put him out of the ten? I you think so. I would okay. put him out. So of the who 10. do you put in there? Or go ahead, you tell me. And then the other guy I'm not a fan of is Aaron Jones. I don't think Aaron Rodgers likes checking the ball down. That's not his style. And they got AJ Dillon in the second round. And he's not big, necessarily a receiving back either. Yeah, he's not. And yeah. they got AJ Dillon in the second round. And Matt Lafleur is a pound the rock kind of guy. And then AJ Dillon's a goal line guy. He's a lot bigger than Aaron Jones. And I think that those two guys are going to take away from Chubb and Aaron Jones when it comes to their statistical dominance. If you have them two out of the top ten, who do you have? You thought about who you put in? Because I I have one or two guys that I think I might may. Put I do. In. All okay. right, call me a homer, but at ten I would put Eckler. I mean that's not a homer at all. There's a lot of lists that he was like five, six, even three. I saw as he's going to be getting all sorts of catches. He's basically the feature back now. We didn't really get a guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, we got uh, Kelly, Josh Kelly in the fourth, and round, then JJ. No, but yeah, I, still, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Eckler and I he's going to do the most, bro. He's going to average sixty-five yards. Uh, a re- reception, receiving yards a, yeah. a game, I think. And I'm, this is kind of a sleeper for <clears> me, a second guy. I don't know if I put him in the top 10, but I do think he's going to be really good. And I know I kind of talk smack on this pick when they did it, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in Kansas City, I think they're going to make him Brian Westbrook 2.0. Damn. And I think he's going to get a hell of a lot of catches. You think he takes Damian Williams' spot? I think he's going to be a third down guy who's going to get all the catches. I think he's going to be that guy. That's weird because like Damian also is like a reception guy too. But I feel you. That you know? like I think those two are kind of sleepers. I want to get my thoughts on this Go too. So like I gave my thoughts on like who should have moved. I think Joe Mixon is kind of hard or I mean high, yeah. um, in terms of just like productivity. Like I hope he does better. I think with Joe Burrow, I think he does. However, with my sleepers, my sleepers, you guys just named them. Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. I have Austin Eckler. The Chargers, I thought they were going to go do something with try to get another, another number one running back in a way to be the bulk, and yeah. they did so not. Did I. I thought they were going to do that. And sure. with that, I felt with the, you know, they resigned Eckler to like a three-year, four-year deal. Yeah, nice 22 deal. mil, something like that, yeah. Respectable deal, too. If For I yeah. who was undrafted and made nothing, he oh, got dude, $22 no, million. Dollars. He stoked out of his mind. He was, he was the second most efficient running back in the passing game last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, second most efficient behind like McCaffrey. Oh, McCaffrey, and he was fantastic. And he was wow. like the best. Ever. I remember he had like he a sixty-yard touchdown against the Titans, and I was like, "That dude is a phenomenal receiver, bro." They you hit him I mean? on the flat route, and he just turns the corner and, and just goes. No, yeah, no, and he don't get shoestring tackled at all. No, like, another thing with him, strong. this guy could be an every day, every down back. Uh, I I've think seen so him, too. I've seen him take uh, uh, balls out of the, out of the backfield, or like take carries out of the backfield. Yeah. And I was like, "This guy is a running back." Yeah, you know what I mean? So I know nice. it sounds cliche and stupid, but that's why I have him as one of my sleepers. One of my other sleepers, you already mentioned, was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Hilaire. Hilaire? Yeah. Is it Hilaire? I'm sorry. But anyways, I think they're gonna use him. So they're we gonna, have the same guys. So they have shade. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they have I don't think you know, they're not bringing a shady back. So like they're yeah. gonna try to use him. Um I think also with Nick Chubb, what what do they have Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb at eight is fair, in my opinion. Did you hear me how I did? Yes, okay. I did. The reason why I think uh, Nick or eight is fair because he was literally the rushing leader last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're going to use him as such. However, I understand with Kareem Hunt, he's going to take some carries and some things away uh-huh. from him. However, Nick Chubb is that good. 
Yeah, and yeah. I think they're going to find, think be bad. and just, they're going to find ways to use Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt would be a great flex or great guy to pick up later in 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 the draft. Really good. So like that could be in another in a way sleeper. He could so, be a top fifteen guy. Kareem, I think no, you know, no way. If no you way? get him in the first round, you are stupid as fuck. No, I just mean top fifteen running back. Like, okay, I, I wouldn't okay, get him. In the, okay. I don't. I wouldn't get him in the first top round. Top fifteen either. running backs, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, in the top fifteen overall, no, 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 not not shot in hell. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, no. Um, I like Aaron Jones. You guys were saying that he's not in the in the passing game. Yes, he was. Yes, he was, bro. I just, he was Aaron, in. The, Aaron he's large. He's a down. large guy. Like he's a big dude, bro. He don't, he's they not, loved him, bro. They used the shit out of Aaron last but they year. Got AJ Dillon he had in the multiple games. Another guy. Like, he had multiple games where he had like three plus touchdowns, bro. Like that's no, why, he That's did. just why I hated mm-hmm. the Packers draft so much. Their first two picks are guys that are going to be backups. They got AJ Dillon in the second round and Jordan Love. Like AJ Dillon is the only thing that does scare me that's with where Aaron I'm at. Jones. I, just, I don't like him. And because like I, I I understand that, but I think like Aaron Jones, a little chip on his shoulder, bro. The dude was nasty last year. Oh, You're like nasty. we're acting like the Packers didn't go twelve and fourteen or twelve and four last year with mm-hmm. Aaron Jones being the workhorse. Yeah. So like yeah, the dude, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he was. Don't bro. sleep on like a great offense. You know what I mean? That's why I always yeah. tell people in terms of like drafting, if a team has a good offense, they're gonna get the ball to their playmakers and they're gonna get. Go- the ball to everyone. So like anyone that's on a solid offense is a good late round pick yeah. in a way. Yeah. I'm not saying Aaron Jones is a late round pick. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I feel that. I, I mean, he's right on the cusp, you know? Uh, so my sleepers, these are true sleepers. These are not necessarily like, all right, they're going to crack the top 10, not but like potentially it. two at the same time, maybe. So I got the Ram starting running back next Cam year. Cam Edwards. Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cam Akers. Okay. I, he, he was consideration for me. I like that. I, yeah. have, two, I have two other considerations I didn't mention, by the way. Okay, so. Go ahead. So I Cam Akers, him. a Florida State product. I like that, Daniel. 3,300 yards at Florida State and 34 touchdowns in three years. You know, He was the number Basically, one player like, in the country coming out of high school. He was. He's legit, you know, and he's going to walk right into that with Todd Gurley coming out. He's nice, bro. They have a good offense. They got a lot of receivers. He can be a nice little cog in that wheel, 100%. So I think Cam Akers will be a good running back for them, and he's poised to start. I don't know anybody else is starting. I or bet any, you you draft Cam Akers. I, who knows? You I know? mean, it's not like I'm going to tr- not try to. Then, like if he's available in like the third round. I'm going to do it just yeah. to say fuck Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got J.K. Dobbins. What do you no, guys I, think about him? So I had – Where'd J.K. Uh, go? Where'd he go? He's on the Ravens, and oh, the thing right. about that is – I think he's poised to take Mark Ingram's spot. Mark Ingram's a 31 Not quite, back. in my opinion. You're right, but in a year or two. Because Maybe. in my opinion, Mark Ingram, last year, <clears throat> like, okay, two years ago when he had 15-plus 100 yards with mm-hmm. the Saints, he literally looked like, oh, my God, like he was like straight off his Heisman so year nice. in 2009 in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so, like, but he was sharing the carries. He shared the carries his entire career. Yeah. So if he goes and Johnson Taylor co- goes, I think Johnson Taylor balls out. So that is a great sleeper pick. Yeah. Even with uh, him there, I think they both ball out in a way because yeah. that offense is so potent. Dude, look at J.K. Dobbins in three years at Ohio State. 5,100 yards Ugh. and 43 touchdowns. He was the number one. That's he was the number one rusher in Ohio State history. That's over Zeke, over Eddie George. Yeah, he's dope. Over all these guys. Ew. And granted, we all know Ohio State. Wait, Dave they- George went to Oklahoma. No, he didn't. Titan Eddie George? Yeah. Are you sure? 
No, not anymore. I think it's Ohio State. I saw that graphic. I'll look it up. I don't know either, but like I think J.K. Dobbins sometime in the middle of the year will take over that spot for Mark, and Mark will be the – I don't know. They're going to split carries enough, but he's going to be nice, bro, I'm, and I don't put him at top 10 by any means. I might put Cam Akers there. I was right. But, uh, yeah, J.K. Dobbins is going to be a good little sleeper. That's just I like I that. Saying. I like okay. that. What about the list? Do you guys have – did you already say so, okay, the guys I'll- you don't want there? Don't want there? Yeah, who you replace them if you would? I said I'm cool with everybody, but like just move some people around, Aaron, too, and then you drop two guys out. And the person I would move out if I was to move <clears throat> anyone out would be Joe Mixon. You think? Yeah. So there's two guys that he we doesn't had. impress me. Like just like off the 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 eye test, eye no. test exactly, bro. That's what I'm coming from. You know, Daniel knowing him and just like being around him in terms of sports, basketball, football. Daniel always goes with the eye test, and it's yeah. hard to disagree because Daniel's like with especially with eye tests, you get your own bias and personality with it, and so you get to see even if you have. It, it, it's against your team. You understand and respect it. So mm-hmm. Daniel has always has done eye tests. I've always been eye tests, but then like we'll look at stats and like kind of yeah. do that. Yeah. And you won't, you know, not saying that you won't, yeah. but I'm just saying like you're more eye tests and I respect that. I totally that. am. And like, I, you are spot on with Joe Mixon. Can I, I want to tell you guys like this was probably five, six years ago. Like I remember we did the draft at my dad's house. So however long ago that, that was. a while was, ago. That was like right when I graduated college. So 2015, I want to say. And David Johnson was a nobody. And I remember that the Cardinals were playing the Chargers. And he was, it was like in the third, the third uh, quarter. Sorry, God, I can't speak English. Third quarter, David Johnson rolls in. And dude is rushing for like eight yards of carry looking just amazing. And I swooped that dude up. And guess what? After the second game, Homeboy had a touchdown every single game, bro. Like you can, you, and that was like eleventh round pick, bro. Like I am an eyeball test kind of guy, and I just see that sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, that's nice. Going off what you just said, there's two guys that I didn't mention with the sleepers, and I knew we were all gonna just do two sleepers, mm-hmm. but two sleeper running backs that we did not mention. Go is Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. Kenyon okay. Drake, and is like when he got traded from Miami to the Cardinals. Cardinals used him right, he was, yeah, and dude. he shit. Off, bro. I feel, and you. he wasn't even mentioned in the top ten. And I think he, if, if he was get, right there, I think he was like eleven. Oh, too. yeah. If you get him later in the rounds, that is a steal, yeah. and you should start him every game because mm-hmm. that offense is gonna be great. Another mm-hmm. guy that we didn't mention, and is like, it's kind of hard for me. O lineman too, right? The Cardinals. Yeah, they got a the Louisville guy. Or am I tripping? I, I think that. Remember. I think yeah. No, Makai Becton went to the Browns. They got a. Oh, I, the, didn't the they get Jedrick Wells? Yes. No, no, they, no, he no, went they to got, the Jets. They got Isaiah Simmons. They didn't get a lineman. They got oh, Isaiah Simmons. Oh, damn. They didn't get. Okay. So the other two guys Jedrick I was going to mention, though, was Marlon Mack. Mm. Remember Marlon Mack last year? He was mm-hmm. a nobody that everyone was like, had a hard on about, and he was fantastic. With however, Phil, however, the Colts drafted Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, do they really trust Marlon Mack? And so, like, that's kind of tough. With that, you and I remember no. you guys were like, Raving about oh the Colts have a great old line and a lot a great oh my god no maybe no num- oh, no they don't statistically they didn't have a top five rushing or pass Passing. blocking last year Damn. so with that being said the Titans had the number four pass blocking I'm just I know this just because nah, being asshole ahead. and they had the number five pass blocking last year Titans. Raiders had the number four pass blocking. The Ravens had the number one pass blocking. Mm. So I know we're all raving on the Colts, and everyone is like, 
analysts are going ape shit over the Colts. And I kind of see why. I get it. I, no, straight up. I like if Phil comes to like does really well and like, you know Jonathan Taylor does really well and you know TY everyone comes in, their defense was pretty damn good. I get why they could be, but like listen here. If you think Phil's going to come in and be your savior, fucking absurd to me. Do and, we think that do we think that attribute the not being a top five passing offensive line simply because Jacoby Brissett maybe held on to the ball too long or no? Or like he just wasn't great with his decision making. I feel like there's what a am lot- I hearing? The Raiders were top five, bro. Yeah. So what Crazy. am I hearing? I I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like stats can be a little misleading. Like sometimes they can. They can That's dude. where I'm, I'm not, at. And right. I and I feel like there's so much that goes into football. It's not like, you know, basketball where, like, if you're good, you're good. Like, if Jacoby Brissett can't put him in the right situations to be successful, you know, if, like, Jacoby Brissett doesn't do the correct blocking, like, assignments or call it the right blitzes, then, you know, there's so much that goes into it, like, that can factor to it. And plus the success of the team. So, if, you know, you're winning, you're going to have a better run blocking offensive line. Same with passing if you're losing. So there's a lot that goes into it. But I feel you. I understand what you're saying. That was fun with running backs, guys. Like, I was. Like, I can't wait to talk more about it as the draft comes. We're going to do a quick run through with the tight ends. And Travis is going to list off all the tight ends. And we're kind of do the, kind of do the same thing, but we're going to do a little bit quicker because it's a little bit easier with tight ends. So, Travis, go ahead. All right. So, at 10, we got Austin Hooper, freshly signed with the Browns. And then we got I'll, – I'll do that honorable mention at the end. Uh, Jared Cook, number nine. And then we got Tyler Higby. Okay. And then we got Evan Ingram on the Giants. HH Hunter Henry on your boys' Chargers. Darren Waller, Raiders tight end breakout season. Zach Ertz, always a good player on the Eagles. Mark Andrews, breakout player for the Ravens last year for sure. And then you got your top two tight ends consensusly agreed with being that George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. So on this list, I'm going to go real quick. Hunter Henry's a little high just because he never plays. So I feel like it's the best ability is availability. So if you're going to be number six. Another thing with not only like he's been injured a lot um, is he also doesn't have Philip Rivers thrown to him anymore. And Philip Rivers loved his tight ends. You know what I mean? Oh, like, he's a tight end guy. For always sure. a tight end guy, and you don't have that anymore. You have Tyrod Taylor. Not saying that he isn't a ty- uh, tight end guy, but it's not Phil. There's a lot of so, mouths to like, feed too. I think exactly. So I think at six is a little bit high as well. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that. Um, but and Austin Hooper, I don't like at ten either because I do think Njoku is a much better prospect, and I think he will come in too. and be the number one tight end. And that was one of my sleepers, is Njoku, because he missed so much time last year. I feel like as far as the passing game, I don't see Odell or Jarvis as like a real, like a red zone guy, like a big body. I mean, they're exceptional talents, but I feel like that Njoku will be their red zone target passing game wise. So I think he's my sleeper and I think he's better than Austin Hooper. That's where I'm at. Do you think they run like that Patriots, like double tight end set where like. I saw saw some analysts that said that like this year for, I don't, I forgot the reasoning behind it, but he said he's like, expect a lot more two tight end sets. Yeah, I mean, just in general, in general, such a, just in general, it's such a utilized position. Like, I mean, think about the last ten Super Bowl winners have always had a great tight end. Like, yeah, and your tight ends at this point are damn near receivers or wide receivers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're Can you top. imagine that in the goal line, bro? Like, oh my god, they're running a double tight end. And then set also, with how big they are as a body in terms of the threat of blocking, mm-hmm. bro. Them two tight ends on the Browns. And then Odell and Jarvis. And then Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's nasty. And From the goal line perspective. Got, if like, Conklin I'm, on the right side, left side, you got Mekhi back. So, their offensive so line. So then that may take Nick Chubb down a notch, too. That's where I'm know? at. Like, like, that's kind oh, of, like, there's so man. many mouths to feed. Like I just That's why I'm not a fan of that. 
Plus their old line tight got end, they did too. A, I thought they did it. Like ESPN, like their PFF, and they did a great job oh, yeah, and, with tight ends. And sorry, a uh, quick honorable mention, number 11 was Gronk. Yeah, they had Gronk at 11, which in a, in a weird way, I think he's kind of low. Could be. I don't yeah, think so. bro. I don't think so, too, because like, are they going to use him in that offense as, a, as much? I, I guess know. who's at the reins? It's Tom Brady. So you Tom Brady, in terms of quarterbacks, you go with who you trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I think like he may get more than we're expecting. I do think Gronk got- is going to be a guy that's going to be a playoff guy. I, I think he'll end the season sure. with like, 35 catches. He'll just clutch but like, up. And then know? when the playoff comes around, he's going to block like hell and just be a great part of the offense. That's he'll, where I'm at. He'll clutch up, do what he needs to do, but then you got Mike Evans, you got the other receiver who was arguably better last year, who I can't think of his name right now. Others? Mike Evans? No. Godwin? Yeah, Godwin, bro. So, okay, this is something that the listeners want to hear. Like, who, like, out of these tight ends, where would you guys pick them? What round? What pick would you pick them? So, for example, if you're in a 12-man league, say it's the third round. Fourth round, fifth round. Are you picking one of these top tight ends? I think Kelsey and Kittle are first round picks. What? Yeah, I do. They're phenomenal talents. It's a position where there's only one guy, so there's a feature guy. It's not like a receiver where like he's gonna be split with another receiver. Kittle and are we talking like back back end, mid end? No, back end, first round. I think they're first round. Has to be back end in in a sixteen man. In twelve man league, like I'm different, guys. I'm I'm different. I don't pick even if it's a sixty man. I don't pick any of these guys top sixteen. But like I'm not taking a quarterback in the first round. Uh, Running backs, there's only like ten that are like legit going to be good. That leaves like an extra two to three spots depending on your league. Mm. I don't like receivers. Sure, like you can go with a guy that's going to be good, but like there's a hundred good receivers in a league. How yeah. many great tight ends are there? Like literally, we have Tyler Higby at number eight, Jared Cook at number nine. Like they're good that's players. Good that's that's, that's good where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like I understand the that, like but I think league. first round is bold. I think that's, any I of these guys bold is first round. If you're gonna do any of them, I understand the two. Yeah, those. I'm gonna pick anyone else. Mark Andrews, two. like I loved Mark Andrews because I had him in one of my other leagues, and he shit off for me in terms of touchdowns. And but like. No, and even with Kelsey, Kelsey is like everyone's like everyone has a hard on for. Dude, he had multiple games last year where he had only like one, two, zero points because mm-hmm. they're going everywhere else because their offense was that good. We didn't even really need him, but mm-hmm. they still use him in a blocking game. So it's not that he wasn't in the game. We just didn't use him as much. Yeah. And I know he's the number one, but even then, would that's that's where I think it'd be a stretch to get him in the first round. Could be just personally. I feel you. I I certainly would pick George Kittle potentially in the back end of the first, though. And I hear so you. Do on you the, agree? Do you agree with this list then? No, nah, I I I mean, I would put George number one over him. You know, he always gets off. Like he's so nice. I think I think the reason that Kittle is behind Kelsey is because of Mahomes. Quarterback. Effect. Yes, that's exactly like why Jim, I think he is. Too. But that's also a little bit like Mahomes can make anybody look nice. You know, like yeah, who but, is that freaking receiver? Like something Pringle. <laughs> and he made him dope. Like I'm like, who the hell is this guy? You know, like yeah. he he spreads the ball nicely. You know, but like if you think about it, Mahomes will probably throw around 50 touchdowns next year. He's gonna go. Ten off. of That's them will so go to Kelsey. What, at minimum, they, they right? were saying just a quick side note here, and then we'll talk about our tight end sleepers. You saw how the Chiefs, um, I think GM or owner, they said that they were not looking to extend him right now. Do you think that that is a smart move, or do you think that's a bad move? Well, he's it's kind of just a, two. It's just a turn. Oh, extending who? Kelsey uh, or Kittle? No, 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 no. Uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. Sorry, Mahomes. That's what uh, I thought you were talking about. Yeah, Mahomes. I think you sign him as soon as you can. Me too, because it's only going to go up, it's right? It's only going to go up. Um, You literally, if you're the Chiefs, bro, you sign a blank check. Yeah. And you what do you want, it bro? It doesn't matter what it is. If stupid-ass motherfucking uh, Dak Prescott is asking for $45 million a year, yeah. you should be getting 55 plus. 
a year, which is astronomical in terms of football mm-hmm. standards. And that literally means that you're not going to be able to sign anyone else. Mahomes is smarter than that in a way, bro. And that's so. why I think Dak is so, in a way, smart too. Because Dak knows that he's like, listen, I'm trying to get my bag now because I'm not going to be able to get it later. I have all, like, I have what I think is all the chips. And so, like, that's why there's even, like, the only reason we're comparing Dak and Mahomes in the same conversation is just in terms of contract. Because in talent wise, Mahomes is five levels above him. And Mahomes literally is going to be the first 200 plus million dollar contract person and i don't the only reason i can think of why they aren't in extending him now is to sign other players like chris jones that they need to sign and other players and they're just trying to get another super bowl run with the same players with the least amount of money spent in the second year so in year three meaning next year because technically it's year four for Mahomes, yeah then you resign them to whatever you want and then you let everybody go and you try to rebuild based off of that I think if they That's try, the only reason I can think of. I go ahead. I was gonna say I think if they could if they can get it done right now that they could get him for max two hundred but potentially like a one ninety five uh, for five years. And I think that'd be the move. You know, it's only like you wait a little longer, it's gonna go well north of two hundred. But I get it too, because like you said, Aaron, like they wanna run it back. They got a lot of other guys that gotta pay out, and it's like I think we've seen that it's proven in the NFL. The winning system is the guy, the quarterback that hasn't necessarily got paid out yet, like the Russell Wilson back in the day when they won with the Seahawks and their defense was sick, and you're paying out everybody else. And then once you pay out that guy, that quarterback, well, it doesn't leave much money for everybody else. Trev? That's where I'm at because I think there's a stat that said the top 10 highest paid quarterbacks last year didn't make the playoffs. Mm. It does not happen when you pay guys out. And I think their mentality is let's try to rip off another Super Bowl or two before we have to pay Pat, then we'll pay Pat and just let him Aaron Rodgers it. Yeah. Like by himself. Because I mean, that's just the way the league is going. You can't not pay the quarterback, but once you pay the quarterback, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Like you yeah. can't do anything. Like look at Matt Stafford. Like he had a couple good years. They had a couple playoffs where they didn't win any games, but they made it. They paid him out. Boom. Nothing. Yeah. Same thing with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan paid him out. One MVP. Boom. Nothing. Yeah. Phil, like, yeah, he made the playoffs two years ago, but last year, boom, nothing. Like, you can't pay dudes when you have to spend a quarter of the salary on a damn quarterback when there's 53 guys on the team. Like, you can't do that. It, and Mahomes might be the exception, but Aaron Rodgers th- hasn't been. As soon as Aaron Rodgers has been paid, they haven't been able to be Joe successful. Flacco. Joe Flacco, same thing. It's just, it's such a weird thing where, like, you need this, but as soon as you pay him, you, you can't really... I, th- I I'm I think that Mahomes is the exception. I mean, well, he sure seems like well, he has to be the exception. But like Aaron yeah. Rodgers couldn't do it. You know, I, know. Like, I think I, Mahomes is that much better. Me, could, I could me be. too, kind of sort of. I think it's a better crazy. mental approach. Like Mahomes I think Aaron- is a weird generational. He's like a Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe he's Bryant type. Different bro. man. And he's like, been in the league two years. And I like, mean, like, the other person I think of with that is Aaron Rodgers, straight up. Like because I thought he was like, and it is. He was like, literally, yeah, he was the Messiah. Like he was, but I think. His mental approach to the game is what differs from Patrick Mahomes. And the amount of success he's had at such a young age yeah. in such a short amount of time. It's, yeah, that yeah. it's only going to drive him more. Mm. Honestly, I think it's going to be like, oh, does he have it anymore? And this guy's, he's, he's having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And another thing, like weirdly just be, being on Patrick's like fucking band, uh, fan wagon is I saw a thing that he's like, I didn't start reading defenses until halfway through the season last year. That's what? Crazy. That means you didn't know how to read defenses? You were just kind of making shit happen? That's Dude, crazy. That's wild. And, like, it's only going to be better with age in a way. You know, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, 
like all, you know Kurt Warner, you know all these guys got better with age. Just like I think he's it's it's going to be the same for him. The other thing is like you know we always get mad that Green Bay did not help out a Rod at all after he got paid out. So granted, like okay, a lot of your money's dumped into your quarterback, God, and I and I I was salty about that too. Like yeah, you know you know Aaron, but like Pat Mahomes just seems like he can get it done with whoever, bro. Like. He makes these no-name receivers always look sick. They also Middle got season. talent around them. You know and I mean? maybe it's just a, they they have really good scouts in place that are able to find these receivers at the back end. Shout out Ricky Seal. Yeah, dude. He's a Chiefs guy, right? Yeah, he works for the Chiefs right now. That's dope. So there you mm-hmm. go. So yeah, like they just have better scouts, it seems like, too, at the same time. All right, so we got to talk about our tight end sleepers. Who y'all So, got? okay, with oh. the tight ends, you know what I mean? Do you think anybody needs to move in or move out? Um, just go back that, and then I get uh, that kind of leads into our sleepers in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I already said mine with Njoku. Um, the second one that I really like is No Fant in Denver. I oh, love the receiving core that they have. Yeah. I think he's I an exceptional think talent, and Drew Locke is coming into his own. I think Noah Fant's going to sneak in there for wow. sure. So Good I got Noah Fant, and jo- Noah Fant and Njoku as my two sleepers, and I would move out Aaron Jones, or not Aaron Jones, uh, Austin Hooper, and I guess Jared Cook. I mean, I don't hate that pick, but I don't know. I guess if I had to move somebody out, I'd move. If I had, nine. okay, mine, I wouldn't move anyone necessarily out with my two yeah, guys. Um, I think they're all pretty fair. Um, maybe Henry a little bit lower only yeah, because of the situation. Sure. I love Henry. I think he's a top five talent, but the situation doesn't help him in a way because there's so many miles of field uh, feed new quarterback. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's all it is. I don't know. But the, uh, the tight ends that I think are sleepers is Jonu Smith. And you're probably saying who? And it's the tight end, uh, tight end for the Tennessee Titans. And now you're like, oh, Aaron, of course it's the Tennessee Titans. Listen, this guy was, uh, had the most yak yards as a tight end last year that had 30 receptions, which I know 30 is not a lot. Over but for Kelsey? T- Kelsey's a big yak guy. That's pretty impressive. He had over Kelsey. He had the number one yak yards. And... Uh, we don't have Delaney Walker as the number one anymore. So yeah, he's out. Is he signed somewhere he else? He hasn't signed anywhere else, which wow. is also weird to me. Chargers should pick him up. We need a number two tight end. But uh, I think John o. Smith, um, the, uh, excuse me, uh, Tannehill started to see him a lot more in terms of targets. He had one of the touchdowns in the Ravens game. Uh, this guy became more of our offense. We put him even at running back. Is he, is he number 82? Something weird like that. I think I he think is I, 81 I or 82. I 82. But uh, yeah, I think John o. Smith has... Over six to eight hundred yards next year and six to eight touchdowns. Yeah, that's not. And that is an absolutely stellar year for a tight end. And you know, it wouldn't be weird if he exceeded those numbers. But I think six hundred six touchdowns is the floor Mm -hmm. with him. Um, The next guy is Zach Doyle. The reason I really like Zach Doyle is just because of Philip Rivers. Is it Jack Doyle? Jack. Uh What I say? Zach. It is Jack Doyle. I apologize, but I love it because of Philip Rivers for the same reasons I was mentioning before. Always leaning on the tight ends. Loves the tight ends. I mean, he can't Loves throw it to the receivers down the field. He has to hit the tight ends right there. <laughs> he feels comfortable with the tight ends. Jack Doyle is a great red zone threat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's That's like good. technically the number two, but there it depends on who you love. You know what I mean? In a way with tight ends, you know yeah. what I mean? Who's seen, you know, who's going against the number two linebacker or, you know what I mean? Who's open. And I really like Jack Doyle in that place. Mm. What about you, Dan? You got some sleepers? These aren't like, again, mine was like, yeah, it was sleepers. It wasn't like who's going to crack the top 10 because I was just trying to. I know we were all trying to provide value and things like that, but <clears throat> mine were real sleepers, like I think. So I got number one, Blake Jarwin. Do we know who he is? Anyone? Blake Jarwin. He yes. was on the Jaguars. No. 
No, I don't know. And your other one, I know who's going to be. You do? Drizzle? No. So Blake Jarwin is going to be the starting tight end for the Dallas Cowboys next year. Mm. After Witten's gone, mm-hmm. officially. Blake Jarwin was an undrafted guy out of Oklahoma State. Nobody knows him. I think he had like 400 receiving yards last year. But just watch. He, he's poised to break out. He's going to be the starting tight end for them. Um, and he's going to be nice. Number two is TJ Hawkinson. You know him? Detroit. Detroit. That and he's an Iowa pick. product. Mm-hmm. That is and a great Iowa, And no oh, offense. You know they're on the same team. Yes. Iowa had two first-round tight ends yes, on yes. the same team. That's, that's the first wild. time that's ever happened. <clears throat> and that's they're a great both pick, dope. Daniel. Yeah, God, dude. I love your guys' picks. That's awesome. Noah Fant's dope. TJ is too. And, you know, like, he, he'll get off. I promise you he runs a 4-7-40. Pretty quick for a tight end. Great blocker. He's like 6-7. He's huge. He's large, bro. And he's just nice. I promise you. I watched that guy at Iowa, and I'm like, man, this is a freaking gem. So I, I expect him to break out as well. They so may throw a my... lot. Detroit lo- throws a yeah, lot. So exactly. it's just like you might get some garbage time yards with him. You don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Plus, in Denver, he's going to be competing with. Uh... No, no, no. Detroit. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Noah Fant's going to be competing with guys like. Who's the receiver they got? Did they get Jerry Judy? Yes. They got yeah. Jerry Judy, and they still got that other guy on the other side that did good last year. And like Detroit, all they really got is Lockwood. What was his name? Lockett. No. Hawkinson. Sorry, Hawkinson. Yeah. That's all they really got. So mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely gonna get a bulk of he's the looks. He's probably gonna be the number one target. So I, I mean, think, I like that I pick too. So. Yeah, man. It's for the Denver quarterback. Like I, I'm really high on him too. Yeah. Like, Drew Locke is gonna be good. He's got he's, weapons, dude. He's. I'm excited nice. for this fantasy year in, in in all next week, guys. If you guys are still listening, next week we're gonna <laughs> t- if we're st- we're gonna touch on re- receivers. We're gonna touch on quarterbacks, and you know maybe to end it, we might touch on a special teams player mm-hmm. and defense. You know, just to end it because you know, yeah, that's easy in a way. Um, but that's it in terms of fantasy, guys. Uh, there is one more thing that I thought was really important that ESPN, there's not too much going on in sports. Yeah. We understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that ESPN released recently or first take did uh, was their top 10, top, excuse me, top 10 active players, just active players right now based on their last NBA. season in the NBA. And so this is like our favorite topic, of course, of NBA. And so I'm just going to go ahead and list off their 10 through 6, and then we'll go through the very end of it because it's going to be more of a de- uh, debate. So number Sounds 10 good. was Nikolo Jokic, a.k.a. the Joker, at number 10. <laughs> number 9 was Dame Dollar Lillard. Mm-hmm. Number 8, Luka Doncic. At number eight, number seven, AD, Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers. Number six, James Harden. And they did list number five. They did not list one through four. We're going to debate one through Mm -hmm. four. But number five is Stephen Curry. Do you know anything about that so far that... You kind of are against, or do you think that's pretty? Oh shocked? yeah, I no, have, I have some too. already off the top of my head. I got some. What's your biggest one that you don't like? The biggest one I don't like is how high Nikola Jokic is, and also how low Anthony Davis is. And you may be thinking, like Anthony Davis seven, how low or how high should he be? He should be top five, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't even like. <sighs> I have him over James Harden. Easily, easily mm-hmm. over James Harden. I have Steph higher, mm-hmm. higher it, when he's healthy. And I also have, and this is kind of bold in a way, bro, but I have Kawhi lower than AD. Like, I, if you were to ask me right now for drafting teams, would I rather have Kawhi or AD? 
I might take AD. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy at all. And like you guys are probably thinking, like, oh, you guys are just hating on the Clippers. No, listen, I love Kawhi. My like, I remember watching him at San Diego State. I am a huge Kawhi fan. My parents love him. I love Kawhi Leonard, but I love Anthony Davis's game truly that much more. Like he is a true twenty-six to thirty-point getter. He averages twelve. He is okay. This is a stat I saw today. Is he is leading? The number one team in the West, a.k.a. the Lakers, in points per game, rebounds per game, steals per game, and blocks per game. And he's number seven Pretty in good. the West? Are yeah. you shitting me? Yeah. Like, are you shitting me? Like, about? you are just nitpicking at that point of his game. This guy, I watched highlights for last night. Okay, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Sports from Sportsnet, uh, Channel 71 on Cox, they played the last three days. I don't know if you guys saw this or I not. Didn't. Mm. They've played every single win. Back to back to back to back to back on Lakers Compacto. Oh, yeah. So every game within an hour, they played every game this weekend. I've watched no shit probably seven games mm-hmm. this past season or this past weekend of just Compactos. That's seven hours of Lakers basketball that I watched Clutch. just to do it. One of the games, shout out Kobe, was one of the December games that Kobe was in with. Mm-hmm. That was against <sighs> D- uh, Dallas, I think. Yeah, it broke my heart. But um, regardless... Watching those games, the one thing I remember seeing was how bad Rondo was. One, oh that my shit, God. it infuriated me. Uh, but number two, you was, don't like his layup package, bro. What number two <laughs> though? Really though, was Anthony Davis's defense being oh, able to so switch good. out on guards, out on the perimeter, and when they wanted him to, they literally like their offense, like the other team's offense, would try their damnedest to have their center come guard your guard out on the perimeter, and, you know, we'll take the results with that. And AD was so amazing with that. Like, this guy was so versatile that it is unreal. And then he's also, like, the guy that you funnel to to block shots. Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league. He is top five in my mind, like, not even close. Like, I agree completely. I do think AD should be over James. I do think Steph should be over AD just because of his presence on the floor is so much to deal with. And then you got, I mean... I, feel I guess it. I mean I don't know, but I feel you on Anthony Davis. Like if a guy scored on him, whether it be a big or a small, I was shocked. Like I felt like it. Oh happen. yeah, and his not to mention his help side defense from the weak side. Like he's the best in the NBA at that. So I mean, I don't hate that. I hate Nikola Jokic at number ten. I hate Nikola. That's on the horrible. On the list, bro. Like I'll take Joel Embiid over him as I'd just take that Joel, position. I'd... Oh hell, I might even take Rudy Gobert. Like I don't think Jokic. I think Jokic is the most overrated player in the NBA. I agree with that. I cannot stand his, his defense. Game. This is like oh. okay. Everyone always says like, oh Nikola, he can he he's good at scorer and he's a great. He's one of the best passers. Okay, his passing is like on par with Powell's. And yeah. Powell was like very good, very good. Did I say great? No, it was very good. And you guys are, everyone's blowing him because no. he's a decent pastor. And like his shooting and shit, very subpar, very s- subject. Like, I don't know what he shoots from three. Not great. No, not yeah. And like, dude, like, no, dude, this guy's softer than baby shit. He's, uh, he's I like hate the his worst defense. defender. He, I th- him and Trey Young are like the two worst defenders in the And to have him in top 10 is absurd to it's me. It's crazy. And like, they act like he's such a great passer. And don't get me wrong, he's a good passer, definitely. He's but not like, that great. The whole offense runs around him standing in the post and everyone else's action around him. He doesn't like do anything. He's not a creator. He just stands there and waits for everyone to do their That's thing. That's literally perfect. I, I think perfect, pa- perfectly I, said. 
I think Powell's absolutely a better passer than him too. Just but just you saying. get my comparison. You know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. they're trying to compare. It's because it like he does a cool like behind the back pass, and all but of a sudden he's. Do you remember like Powell, you know what I mean? Do you remember Powell running like on a fast break and running the floor and Would throwing dimes behind his back? On a fast break? No, Never. nothing. He's just slow. He's got gravy boots, concrete looking feet, and just yeah. Powell be throwing fucking uh, all the oops to Bynum and Odom, and everyone disgusting. just doing it because he sees that I, and like and also hit sixteen to eighteen footers out of. High oh, clip. at a stupid high clip. Just ridiculous. Powell gets so such. I know he's not even. In the, is he in the league? He's on the Spurs right I now. I also. Know. This is another thing. He's not. He also might sign with the Lakers. Was he next on the, year. Wasn't he on the Blazers? No, he was on the Spurs. Spurs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, dude. Okay, Dame at nine is also I think pre blasphemy. I, I mean, would, under Luca, yeah. Like I, you got to put him over Luca. I would have him nice. over Luca. I would have him over Luca's the best player on a playoff team right now. Dame's not in the playoffs. Ah. God so damn, that's, that's a I'm good at. point, dude. Like, I don't it's kind of hard. Like, I love Dame, but, but I would move everyone up one in a way. Ah, dude, that's kind of no, hard but like, too. Yeah, think Luka, about it. It's not like Luca has some crazy good team around him. Dame's got a good team around him too. Does he? Yeah, Luca's got some dudes. Like, I think it's all about like who fits with your style of play. Sometimes, yeah, dude. So, I mean, like Luca like did not pain. have yeah, like Hardaway, and they did not have Porzingis who shit off, and like mm-hmm. they had players around them. Even their bench was relatively good. I mean, the remember Blazers, when they said freaking Porzingis was like a top five, like under twenty five guy, or even top three sometimes. I mean, it's not like he's he's like eighteen and like eight. He's not doing. Tomorrow no, high. dude. He was like, okay, okay, okay. There's, I mean, there's another part. Luca went out. Sometimes it's hard. Luca gotta... went out near the end of the season. Yeah. Or like before the season ended in a way. And Luca, or uh, excuse me, Porzingis was averaging like 24, 14 with like three blocks, bro. Yeah, and down. even with them together, he was in like the 2010 range. So like this is a double double machine. But like again, like we all agree on the in the joke kick being super high and i it it's absurd and i don't necessarily know who to put in there joel is a good name to put in there it's hard i'm trying um, to I'm racking yeah my he's brain. he's 19.9 it was not bad 42 percent field goal percentage that's not great for a center that's actually yeah. bad but he shoots a lot of threes. he shoots a lot of threes yeah but dude like Off in 31 a, minutes per in game, a way that's not like bad. i'm not saying paul george yeah. needs to be in the top 10 but no, like hell no but like there's a lot of other I, players dude, I, I would much rather have than i don't know joke like kick. I mean, like, I don't know who my number 10 is, but I would certainly put Paul and Jimmy Butler at 10 above Nicola. Oh, definitely. Right? Okay, where would you have Anthony Davis? Okay, so I know what you guys are saying. And look, Anthony Davis is, oh, my God. Like, I am so ecstatic to have him on the squadron. But, you know, is he the type of dude that's going to slow down a game, control the pace entirely on the offensive side? Can he be a true number one on a playoff team? I don't know that he can. Let me, he let me ask Give you this question. Give him some time. I know, okay, Daniel makes a very good point. That's because when he, was on, when he was on the Pelicans with shady people around him, even when they put some players around him, he barely made the playoffs twice, and when he was in the playoffs, he got swept each time. Mm. So, like, Daniel makes very good points, and there's times this season where we, we asked him to be the number one, and not only would he just literally fumble the ball, Mm. You know what I mean? Like they'd have him in the post, and he'd try to make a move, and he'd fuck up and just turn it over. Like and against then, like, like the Clippers, yeah. And, and then like you know, I f- yeah. and then he starts shooting at a, like a low clip from three, so he start stopped shooting the three as much, yeah. and he had to gain his confidence back. And like so, there was things that like made me skeptical as well. Mm. But the one thing that brought me back with everything was his defense. Defense, defense yeah. never was bad ever. Never, ever, no. ever, ever, mm. ever, ever. So like in that sense, that's why I like him over Steph and maybe not over Steph, but that's why I like him over James Harden and other people because like I am such a big believer in defense that 
even if your offense is in a way subpar, subpar for a superstar, mm. if your defense is above average or mm. great like his is, it makes you that much better of a superstar. I think it's like his mentality. Like he's just in he's far and away the best number two in the league right now, right? Like in my opinion. But But he needs to be the number two, is that what you're saying? Well that's what kind of like But I think he does. I think that he needs that number one to feed him to maybe say like let me set the you know you go set the pick and I'm gonna kick it down to you and he's just this dominant bro like wingspan insane he can get he gets blocks for days of course and he can just pipe it on your face like does the most and can hit that clutch ass timely ass three that we've seen a lot this year for the Lakers 40 percent in the last three months he's extraordinary he does shit that blows my mind always but I'm just saying like it's just something dude like I mean, it's different being the number two and the number one. It's different, and I don't see him as a number one, and that's okay. That's okay. He's a big, you know. Like, so do you have him at seven? Is okay with you? With those guys, yeah, yeah, I do. Unfortunately, you want to know where I'm at with all this? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I feel like there's very few guys in the NBA that can do it by themselves. Like, not really do it by themselves, but be the feature number one guy. Like. Yeah, I know ESPN's in first six going to have Kawhi Leonard be the number one player in the NBA right now. Think about the situations he's been in in his career. Perfect situations. Everywhere he's, he's gone. He's literally been in perfect situations everywhere he's gone. Exactly. With in Kawhi, Toronto, they had the number one seed before he I went there. I remember when he yeah. got drafted by San Antonio, and he got drafted. I remember watching the draft with my dad, and my dad was like, oh, he got drafted by San, to- San Antonio. That's the perfect place for him to go. <laughs> yeah. And in my head, I was like, yeah, because they don't need him right now to be the superstar. They yeah. can mold him, and they molded him perfectly to a point where he was literally the finals MVP in three years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, and then now in the Clippers, I think if you switch Anthony Davis out with Kawhi Leonard, they're a better team. I do. Just because they already got the wings and the guards. It's like all situational. Exactly. You know? Everything is situational. James think, Harden has think, had good players around him. But, Steph Curry has had great players around him. All these guys, Anthony Davis hasn't had anywhere close to what those no, three guys but I right. think I think that like you switch AD and you switch Kawhi, that AD is like happy to say, all right, you know, Paul George, you take the number one and I'll take the number AD two. AD would be the number one. He no, would, get, would, he would average more points. He would average more Paul blocks. Is not an He'd alpha. be better, but he would just, he would just kind of take that back seat. I think they would ask more of, of Paul George. And the reason why like Paul George is having like an okay season, not as amazing as we were like everyone was hoping for, yeah. is because that him and Kawhi play the damn near the same, the same position. position. And AD not playing the position, I think uh, Paul George would excel more with AD as a teammate. So Travis's yeah. point makes sense to me. Like, me too. Like, but you, I also like I just think that AD would hypothetically be like, all right. Paul, it runs through you. Yeah, sure. Kick it down to me in the post every once in a while, and I'm going to play exceptional defense, and I'm probably going to score more points because I'm naturally better than you, but you're like the number one, hypothetically. You know, I think that's AD's. You know, it's another process. thing that the Cl- like why AD wouldn't work with the Clippers is because what the a- uh, what the Lakers did was getting fives behind them that you can run throughout the game that you don't have to ask AD to play the five, mm, mm, that it made him more comfortable and yeah, like yeah, do yeah. what he wants to do. He is with, doing what he wants. With the Lakers being that we have Miguel, uh, you know, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard that we can throw at the five and we don't ask him to play the five ever yeah. unless it's necessary at the very end. Mm-hmm. 
it's working literally perfect. We, the Lakers have done everything perfect for AD. Yeah. And so if AD doesn't resign, I am going to fucking no. go ape shit. It's 95. He five. is He's absolutely signing. going to. AD is going to be the next big in the rafters. Mm-hmm. So you guys I'm, want... Sorry, go ahead. No, just, you know, and like to, to cap it all off, like, I'm ha- I'm okay with AD being seven. I could see him jumping James, but like it's it makes sense. Like you look at those guys right there, and you're like, okay, like you know, it's it's okay to put him at seven for me. I guess I just feel like four through seven is all a wash. It could be any order. Could be. You know what I mean? Definitely. I feel like those four guys, in a way. I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyways, you guys want to debate the top four? Who we think is going to be four, three, two, one? Yes. Yeah. Who do you guys? Let's go around four first. Aaron, who do you think you got at four? <clears throat> Win healthy, right? Is yeah. All of it. Like, well, I mean. Coming like if you're gonna obviously KD's gonna be in there, so I mean basically next year I feel like that's where we should start with him, like how he's gonna come back. Number one, year. healthy, everyone's in there. Number one is LeBron still, and <clears throat> some bias of course because I've watched him, but like this guy was getting to the rack as much as he wanted to. Uh, he was having his best assist game with the best second player he's ever played with is AD. Uh, everyone on that franchise was working for. LeBron, everything was working for mm-hmm. him, and we we're the number one team in the West. What more can you ask for the guy? He is number one. Uh, number two, listen, win healthy, the greatest scorer ever in my mind. I mm-hmm. think, and it's unfortunate, I, I don't want to have to say this over Michael and over Kobe, but KD is the most gifted scorer ever in mm-hmm. NBA history, and so Insane. him at number two. And what he did with Golden State defensively, KD defensively yeah. when he was on – the Golden State mm-hmm. was amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. KD had one of the greatest defensive seasons ever. So he is a clear number two. And the reason like LeBron is still above him is LeBron is currently having one of the greatest defensive seasons also. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is Giannis. Giannis is a freak. The Greek freak is a reason why he is called that. He has, uh, did better numbers than his MVP season last mm-hmm. year. His team is number one in the East, number one in the NBA again. Mm-hmm. And that's with him losing a couple of their primetime players. Mm-hmm. So he literally took on a, a bigger burden this year and is still doing just as good. He has not been hurt. Mm-hmm. So he, he has longevity with him as well. So Giannis definitely deserves to be in the top three. If he's not in the top three, that is absurd. You have a bias if he's not top three. Number four is Kawhi, and it's because of his two-way play as well. Kawhi hasn't been nearly as good defensively this year, and I think the only reason why is because of his load management, and that is the biggest detriment to him, and it's not in a way because like, everyone's giving him shit, and I do too, and you've seen me on podcasts giving him shit, but... He is still one of the perfect mid-range players that also has a three-point stroke. He has everything. He has everything in his repertoire. Defensively, he can guard your best perimeter player. Uh, he will body your biggest big in a way. Um, sometimes he you know, will lose those battles, so, but who doesn't in the NBA? Um, with that being said, because of the load man- management is why he's a little bit lower than everyone else, that is my four. I got Not too shabby. Not Dan, too shabby at all. I'm very close. I'm very close. And I'm Aaron was prefacing it saying if Kawhi, if Giannis is in your top three, then you're being biased. He's not in my top three. No, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Only because <clears throat> I got LeBron at number one. Until you can prove me otherwise. Like I got LeBron at number one. That that should go without saying. Just the way dude can control and slow down a game from the offensive and defensive perspective. Like 
if anyone's played pickup basketball, you have to understand this dude can. Maybe you go down on you. You know, it's a seven zero run from the defense. Like you, you're the Lakers, and you go down on a seven zero run. He can be like, okay, let's set up, let's control it, let me watch everything, see what's going on. No one does it better. Like he mm-hmm. just reads a defense outstanding. He's brilliant. I can't put it into words. He's exceptional. That's my number one. Still will be. Let's see next year. You know, this is mm-hmm. me talking about right now. If we were to put them all on the floor. Number two, I agree. I got KD at number two. The most gifted scorer. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's flirting with seven feet, 6'11", large, can just pull up from anywhere he wants, you know, from half court or a little bit inside, just disgusting with handles and can pipe it on your face on top of that. He's dirty. Number two, and a great defender like Aaron mentioned. He was a focal defensive player for Golden State. I totally agree with that. Number three, I have Kawhi. And this is why. Maybe I could be challenged after this playoffs, but as of last year, when Giannis went up 2-0 against the Raptors and then Homeboy took four straight L's, you know, against Kawhi and Granite, maybe you think that, that, that the Raptors had a better team. You know, I, I would argue that Giannis had a great team as well. I'm not going to say he had a They shitty. did switch, though. So, like, yeah. with that series, I remember watching a lot of the series with Harry. Harry's here. Shout out. Um, but... I remember watching that series, and Giannis was having his way in the first couple of games, and yeah. then they're like, Kawhi, we're going to have you guard him on a perimeter, and we're going to do this little screenplay. And the screenplay that they would do was they would have two guys meet him at the top so he wouldn't get momentum. Mm. Kawhi was one of those guys, and they would yeah. have one guy re- uh, come over. So like, that is a very good point. And Kawhi, when they did like the stats of like when he's guarding him and his shoot are, uh, you know, shots made, shots against, yeah. it was terrible when it was going against Kawhi so very good point and I yeah and I feel you and like look you know adjustments aside I think if you're a brilliant NBA player like if if let's say LeBron's up 2-0 in a series and then he goes and it gets tied 2-2 and the coach is like no we're gonna keep running it like this LeBron's gonna be like here's what we're gonna do and this is why like Gianna, sorry, dude. If you don't have the mental intelligence to be like, here's the adjustment we need to make as a player and to break it down for your coach, then I don't know what to tell you. You, know? you also have and, to remember Giannis was like 24 last year. You know, I, do, I do remember that, dude. But like I was I, – never mind. No, but I just think like until it's proven otherwise, you know, you lost four straight games in a row after you are up 2-0 against Kawhi. Well, then I can't put you there. But you know, I want thing. to. I, I think a big thing that Daniel was mentioning in terms of like adjustments is all the guys that he mentioned above Giannis, Kawhi, KD, and LeBron, you can make adjustments for. Yeah. But their offensive game would make adjustments to your adjustments. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they would lose. Like if you're going to stop me from going to hold, well, I'm going to pull up. And I guess what? I am that threat. Giannis doesn't quite have that versatility. Doesn't, not yet. And, like, his versatility, his going to the hole and, like, creating for others and, like, just going through the yeah. whole period oh my God. is above he brings four guys everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's because that he doesn't quite have that three-point threat and, like, shooting threat yeah. where you're almost begging him to shoot, which a lot of people used to do with LeBron in a way, but LeBron would make him pay. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do that with KD. You can't do that with Kawhi. In a way, you can do that with Giannis. Here's what I always think about. I always think about, yeah, Travis, Giannis, 24 years old. Well, I remember when Kawhi was 21 years old and won against LeBron. 
Yeah, but okay. you think he yeah. was barking out orders that Pop telling him what to do? No, definitely not. Kawhi was also not. averaging 16, hey, 6, and 6. Right. Not definitely not, but Homeboy was walking him up, 10, and he yeah. won He won finals MVP, and when LeBron was shooting free throws and Kawhi came back in, he's, he's like, like, fuck. Yeah, but we don't know the context of that. But I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> I knew you were like, come on. About that like, we don't I, know the context of that. Come I on, know, guys. I know, but like, was LeBron, I never seen LeBron say that about Giannis, and it's just who got the best of who. You know, like it's twenty. I mean, you're LeBron talking average thir- over thirty points per game that series. He went off. Oh, you know, 100%. and Kawhi won because he guarded him. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel you, but like your argument was that Giannis, if you're getting smoked, like you're gonna stand up and say something. Kawhi wouldn't say something. I don't think he would say a damn word. I don't think so either. And especially in like who's a who's a Bucks but head coach? Definitely not at twenty one. He wouldn't. But yeah, that's where who's I'm the at. Bucks head coach. I love him. Uh, is it pa- Hurst? No, Hurst is the Raptors. Raptors. Yeah, that's right. Um, Bozen Budenholzer. Ho- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Budenholzer. Like I don't know that guy. I don't know enough about the Bucks. But so Travis, you give us. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you mine real quick. Uh, I got LeBron number one consensus. I don't think it's really a debate. Uh, two, I don't have KD because of the Achilles. I do agree with you guys 100%. Could be different. But yeah. I feel you're like right. in the history of the NBA, guys don't come back from that injury. Like, he could be the Never. exception, but I like, I'm going to go be, with But the, you're right. I I'm going to go with I the hope he will be. I oh, hope I do he, too. I dude, do too. This is weird. I, I hate NBA Twitter because NBA Twitter hates Kevin Durant. I personally love yeah, Kevin Durant. Awesome. I also think his decision to go to uh, Golden State was not that big a deal. No, I mean neither. Like, I know everyone tries to make it. I think I we did. all thought it was at first. But I did, like, too. In hindsight, we're like, I in, feel you, KD. In hindsight, like, I don't anymore. You're playing with big homie that was just hucking up shots, and all you are is an athlete, Russ. Sorry. Like, why are you shooting threes? Why are you shooting these mid-range jumpers? I'd be livid. Like, bro, I can pull up from just inside half court and hit at a better clip than you at 15 feet out. KD so is why great. The f- KD is F- the most amazing player in a way like he's I know, a good like, team he's such a bro. unique he's person. so crazy good. like his, his but keep going Travis I'm so sorry yeah yeah, yeah. Sorry, so Travis. I wasn't gonna put Katie at two I'm gonna put Giannis for the sole reason of the fact that he's able to dominate the NBA with like out of all those guys strength and he's the only one that's limited hold on my dogs are barking in the background yeah let's get that to a quick all right that'll be possibly. fine no it's all right um I do think uh Giannis because he's able to do what he does without having the same kind of perimeter game that these other guys do Mm. Um, I, I think he's the number two guy and I do like you look at Shaq Shaq then is like the most dominant player in NBA history he didn't win anything until he's like 27 that's when yeah. they won the first one with the Lakers mm-hmm. and they're very similar players in that way uh, at number three I'm going to put Kawhi just again because I don't quite know what's going to happen with um, with KD with KD but uh, yeah and number four I'm putting KD because of that but that's my list um, what do you guys think I want to I want I want to know because they're talking about how everybody's going to play in Orlando at Disney World. You heard that? Yeah, I did. So that's like a thing right now. Um just so if anyone who doesn't know, they're They're, they're supposed to resume in July. Resume? They've already started like uh, New York and California have already started back like they're about to practice again and shit. Yeah. So like but yeah, Disney World is supposed to be their spot. Disney World in Orlando is going to host all the players. They're going to just hop right into the playoffs. And what they're saying is it's not going to be a 1 through 8 East versus 1 through 8 1 West. 1 through 16. Yeah, it's going to be a 1 through 16. So that would put the Bucks against, I don't know who the 16 would be, um, but the Lakers would be a 2 seed. Like, I think it'd be the, the Lakers Bucks against would, like the Nets. The Lakers would play the Nets, I saw. Oh, really? Okay. We so just the, lost to the last game we played. Isn't that funny? That is funny. I forgot. It's not funny. It's been a minute. So, like... Do you think 
what do you think happens like if they do that? Like the one through sixteen? Like where does what what what's the one? Finals? I think that's a terrible decision. You do? I don't like the one through sixteen. No. It needs to be east and west and uh, east and west still just to have some type of continuity in a way. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, one through sixteen. Now you guys are just making shit up at this point. You know what I mean? It's like I'm all for trying to adjust, like you're saying. Like we're obviously gonna have to do something different, but like, come on, what's the point of doing that? There's nothing growing out. There's of that. nothing that just grows do what from we're it. supposed to do. Do what we're supposed to do. Like, but I'm glad that it's in the talks of starting again. I guess you know what I mean. I guess I'd have to deal with anything that is said and done. Yeah. But I do not like the one through sixteen. I would rather like if you are gonna do you do mind the, it? Do you mind it? Yes, or? I do. Oh, I truly do mind, do mind you don't it because like okay. I don't want the West and to play a sixteen try? West or East team. That's bullshit. And mm. I don't want to play the Clippers in the second round. I want to play the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals because we'd have to play the Bucks. And I don't want to play the Raptors in the in the Western Conference Finals. Does that make sense yeah, to anybody? No. no, it doesn't. You know what I mean? So like that's a, that's a possibility that could come through, and I don't like it. So like I do want to keep it West and East. I think I still think that we should have a few games just to get some type of rhythm going for all teams, for sure. all the teams that were in the bottom eight. Yeah, maybe have a small tournament for them, fuckers. But like not for the top guys. That is absurd to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just that's there is some bias there, of course, because the no. Lakers are in there. But like, really, I though, feel you. It's like, well, now all of a sudden we have a harder path, and we weren't we weren't thinking we were yeah. going to have that kind of thing. Maybe like, it's I'll, not. Like, maybe it's not harder. Maybe it's not harder. Well, but still, like, I'm all for change. The, but that's just sounds stupid. Like, I'm all for change. I you like change. I like in adjustment. the middle of the season. Is this is thing. not the year to do it? We need to tread lightly through these times and like to make that adjustment for no freaking reason. Like, forget it. Okay. Yeah. There's Fair that. Enough. Do you guys want to play some games no, now? I don't think so. I think we're like... You think we're high in there? We're pushing through two hour two. Okay. Probably. No, it's like hour 40 right now. Hour 40? Yeah, let's just call it. We'll hit it next time. Fair yeah. deal, guys. Dude, that was fun. That I enjoyed that. That was a fun that. time. That was a great... I, oof, I love naming the names. I love going through our fantasy. Yeah. We got some more fantasy picks. We got quarterbacks for you next week. We got Ooh. wide receivers for you next week. We got our sleepers then. We got our people that are going to regress. That will be a very exciting podcast. I love this one. Thanks for cruising through, guys. Hey, um, all you listeners, just tell one friend about our pod and say, you better listen. We're there you on go. Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on the whole shebang. You're welcome.